What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Now, uh, before we start this podcast, we have to send out prayers and condolences and yes. and everything to everybody out in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Houston. Houston is actually my biggest market as far as followers on Instagram, social media, and one of our biggest markets on air at the Breakfast Club. And they show me so much love. Right. So shout to everybody in Houston, everybody dealing with whatever. We hope that everything uh, works out better. I-, I pray that your family, if you have family down there or if you're down there, that you're safe. And um, I know we're going to try to do something big with Top Pop. I know when uh, Detroit had the the bad water, we mm-hmm. we actually sent 100,000 bottles to Detroit to help with that situation. Right. We tried to do it this time, but the problem was you can't ship anything down there. So with Detroit, we were able to use a lot of our distributors, uh, our distributors down there that we had already and just basically paid them and we wouldn't have to ship the water. We right. wouldn't have to ship the pallets. The problem was down there is a lot of distributors are actually underwater. So we can't even um, we can't even get the water from the distributors down there. But we're trying to figure different ways where we can actually help and donate money and know that the money is actually going to a good cause. So, right. again, and um. I also wanted to do something. I wanted to send clothes down there. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to send clothes is I'm looking on the news and, you know, this is school season. So school's supposed right. to start. A lot of kids are in school and I was watching his dad and, you know, he was um, his house was flooded and he was like, I don't have anything. The only thing I have was him and his son. A lot of people lost everything. And they said he lost, you know, his, his, he just went school shopping, back to school shopping mm-hmm. for his son. And they said they don't have anything. And I know that's the last thing that's on their mind right now. But if we could actually help and, and ship some clothes down there, I just think I just need the addresses. I'll call Mr. Rogers, who's the DJ down there or, or Trader Truth and figure out where we can send things. Right. You know, so people can have. And I just don't want to send something that maybe something supplies, they don't know. Right. Things of that nature. Right. So definitely, Houston, you know, we're you know, we're praying for you each and every day and, and hoping that everybody makes it out okay yes god bless absolutely now um to start this podcast i know we've been promising the last couple of weeks we've been promising people to answer people's emails uh-huh. so i said let's answer people's emails today right um and i want to say thank you everybody for the support of my single texture number if you haven't heard it it's dj mb featuring fetty wap and dj slink and you could listen or stream it on spotify itunes iheart uh title Apple Music, YouTube, um, definitely check it out. Tell me what you think. Um, people say, well, why'd you do the song like that? I've been doing interviews all week. And I said, um, the reason I did the song like that is I needed a record that can go damn near play at any genre, or any venue, you know? I DJ a lot, you know? I, I'm in Vegas, and this week I'm in Vegas actually for my birthday. So yes. anybody out in Vegas, we're celebrating in Vegas, uh, Saturday night, Floyd's Club. That's that girl collection. Shout to Floyd Mayweather. Congratulations mm-hmm. on your win. So I'll be there. And then Sunday, forward. we're doing a uh, pool party mm-hmm. at Rehab at the Hard Rock Cafe. So uh, join us. Hopefully, we'll get to see you. Take some pics. Take some drinks. I- I'm not driving. So this is uh, this is my <laughs> birthday where I'm just going to get drunk. And hopefully, I might throw up on you. Hopefully, well, maybe, throw up on them? maybe, maybe. I mean, hopefully I have that much of a good time. I'm throwing it up on somebody. <laughs> as long as it's not me. As long as it's not you. As long as it's not me. Yeah. So that's what we're doing uh, this weekend for my birthday and for Labor Day. So shout out to everybody. Shout out to all the Virgos out there. So uh, that's what we're doing. Um, but yeah, but I was telling you about my single. The single is doing well. It's at like five million streams in, in less than 
two weeks. So it's doing extremely well. So incredible. We appreciate you guys for your support. The video, you. the video. Thank you, baby. You're the video should be out hopefully next week. The video's done. We seen the uh, first cut. The second cut. Did you see a third cut? No, no third cut yet. So hopefully we get the third okay. cut today. Mm-hmm. We get the third cut today. I'm excited for you guys to see the video. Everybody I see, I show the video too because I've been showing it to a lot of the interns and and they love it. They were like, "Wow, oh, this, yeah? this makes me like the song even much Good. that much more." Mm-hmm. Well, that's the purpose of a video. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. I mean, it only cost us a belt. <laughs> you know, when he stole <laughs> my belt last week. <laughs> but other than that, uh-huh. you know, it's pretty. Cool. I think it's worth it. Yeah, so let me um go to the emails. Mm-hmm. And while I'm going to the emails, don't forget you can always email us thekccrew at gmail.com. That's T H E E K C Crew at gmail.com. All right, we got a lot of emails, a lot of people are backed also, up. Also, if you sent me a DM with a concern, a problem, or something that you'd like us to address. Um, I had some free time and I tried to go back, but in DMs, I guess it eliminates the older ones. So ones that I haven't had a chance to read, and I'm going to say, well, if I haven't gotten to your DM, which is more than likely, because a lot of you guys do send emails and do DM, please just re-DM me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want it addressed, just re-DM me. I'm going to be going through them, not this week, because like he said, it's leading up to his birthday week. So we have a lot of planning, packing, we're traveling, whatnot this week. Um, but next week when I get back is going to be kind of my first free week where I have some downtime and I don't have a thousand responsibilities. All the kids back to school shopping is done and I can kind of let my hair down and woo-saw. So I'm going to have a few days. So I'm just going to be going through them and picking and choosing some against my husband's will, mm-hmm. right? Because right. he likes to surprise me. But, you know, I want to address some of you guys that reach out to me directly. So please do that. All right. Now, before- Don't think that I'm, I'm not thinking about you guys or forgot about you. Mm-hmm. Now, before I get to the emails, you know what I wanted to talk about? What's that? I wanted to talk about confidence, right? And the reason this comes, and, and this is totally unscripted. It just came on my mind when you were talking. You know, we talked about, we had the phone sex episode where we talked about phone sex and things that's leading the up only to... episode that i didn't listen back to yeah yeah I, I don't because I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know out of all of the episodes that we've done the next morning or a couple of days later while i'm getting ready or doing my makeup i put it on and i listen to it back that's the only one that i haven't listened to back because i'm like halfway scared to listen to it because i don't know how we sounded no who cares it's just us having fun uh, and being real so uh i was in vegas this weekend right it's crazy i was in vegas for the fight and i'm gonna be in vegas next week we're gonna be in vegas next week but when we got back um we were excited to see each other and we had a great episode of sex in bed right right we had a great episode so yes unless we didn't have a great episode do we have a great episode answer yes or no what does this have to do with confidence homie i'm gonna tell you just answer we had a great episode in sex yes okay i'm just trying to figure where you're going with this don't worry about where i'm going just answer the damn questions okay then we have a great episode yes, we did. all right all right i mean like <laughs> what why are you laughing was, we had a great episode of sex so the next day was when i was at work i guess when gia woke up she thought about how great I was in bed the night before. <laughs> what? Stop asking me what. Just continue. What? So she complimented me. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, it made me feel better. It made me have a good day. Now, oh, did it? Yeah. Um, let me um read. <laughs> Yo, no, 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 because 
people need to I mean men and women oh, both people women, need to know no, my no. personal text messages no, to my husband it's not even that but people need to when they have a great episode or something like that you need to tell your partner so your partner is aware and and I don't really even excited. remember what I wrote. I m- I might have sent you that text at like five thirty in the morning before you got to work. Yeah, no, it was actually five fifty. It says, <laughs> it says, "Good morning, sexy," right? <laughs> and then it had a, a sun, and then it had an eggplant emoji. A sun. Yeah. What do you mean a sun? A sun in the cloud. Oh, that was for good morning. Oh, good morning. Oh, the sun coming out of the cloud. Oh, that was good morning. <laughs> then it was an eggplant emoji, right? <laughs> Then there was a banana emoji. The cucumber. The cucumber emoji. And then um, some cherries. And then it had the winking eye with the tongue out of his mouth. The cat with two hearts. And then another mouth with the tongue out of his mouth. Which made me have a good day. Right. And you said last night. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> mm. right so i was like wow so, oh, so, so all, automatically i'm already my day is starting out great because now i put it down on my wife the night before and now my <laughs> wife is complimenting me you know uh-huh. and then how did i reply do you remember um oh i remember some of the ridiculous things that you replied with. all right well I, let me say i said hey gorgeous right aka i mean hey wet wet yes right <laughs> and then I went to, if you have an iPhone, they have this thing where, you know, you could type in certain <laughs> words and it gives you like little videos. They call it gifts, one little gifts, like little two second videos. Mm-mm. So I typed in wet and then it had all these wet <laughs> videos. Waterfalls. Waterfalls. <laughs> um, uh, somebody getting splashed. Somebody getting splashed in the face with water. Somebody getting splashed over <laughs> face in the water. Waterfalls. Then uh-huh. it was one. It, it was a uh, Mister Clean. Uh, Yo, what was that? That was Mister Clean squeezing out so the sponge, confused. and the sponge was nothing but water and wetness. <laughs> and I responded, "What, Mister Clean, Clean though? though? Yeah." <laughs> And then uh, it made me feel good about myself, baby. It didn't, it didn't. No. The last one I put. Your day was on a high. You sent me Mr. Clean. My day went on a low. And then the last one was, uh, uh, it was a news reporter out in like. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah I didn't like, get that. She was out getting wet. Like it was nothing but water coming. She got hit in the face with the stop <sighs> sign. And then she got hit in the face with the stop sign. Oh, then didn't I ask you in the next text? He said, that? what the hell was the last one about? That was like, <laughs> I was saying like you was so wet that I almost drowned. Like she almost died. I didn't died. even notice that it was raining. It seemed like it was like a windy. Oh. It was like windy and she got hit in the face with a stop sign. Right. I'm like, I'm so confused. Right. Yeah, so, you're not good with that gift thing. I, I thought I was. So then you says, um, thank you for, uh, you says, baby, you are so incredible. Your incredible oh, husband. See, now this is too much. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? That, that was what? personal. What? what? You said you're incredible husband. I love you. And then you said women would die to be married to someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> And then I hit you back with uh, uh, another video uh-huh. where the person was like, I'm amazing. <laughs> the person was like, I'm amazing. Yeah, and then I said, thank you, baby. I'm honored to be married to you. Uh-huh. But, you know, that made me have a great day. Just those compliments. So if you're out there with your babe and your babe hit you off, maybe gave you some morning head or the vice versa. Maybe, you know, your boo ate you out the morning. Hit him with a, babe, you did your thing. <laughs> I'm still thinking about your mouth work. 
Uh-huh. Oh, babe, you hit it from the back. Oh, my ass still hurts. And this is nothing. My thing. ass. I mean, if you slap the girl's ass. Oh. You know what? Ooh, I was trying to figure out what we else. did. Did we get rough? Because I have a bruise. Look at this bruise. Let me see. What the hell is that about? I don't know. Holy shit. I don't know where that bruise came from. <laughs> I don't think that bruise had anything to do with me. I don't know. He has a bruise on his inner thigh. You did have heels on. I was again. I was wondering if you if you hit me with your heels or something. Look at that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it hurts. I don't I don't think that that happened no, during. Well, you had heels on, so I was like, just step on me. But that text wasn't just about the sex. That text was also, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I think maybe we might have had an amazing episode in part because I was so in love with you when you got back from Vegas because you did a few really, really sweet things for me. Yeah, well, 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 when I was out in Vegas, I went to some of your favorite stores and I brought you back some things because I was thinking about you. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't necessarily what you brought back, even though they were pretty incredible because it was in line with my taste and it always Mm -hmm. impresses me that you can pick things out for me right because you know me so well so that's sweet but just the fact that you are out there and you're busy you're running around you're working and then you're also having fun you're enjoying yourself and you made little excerpts to think about me Absolutely. and I wandered into you. a store you know, where and, I go. you know that I just that kind of touched me it was it was very nice and unexpected there's no occasions or anything and I wasn't with you or anything like that and you just did that so it made me feel really really special uh, and, and thought of so really really you. wet yes it worked well maybe that too but. <laughs> <laughs> well let's get to some of these emails of the week and I love you thank you I love you too now um, somebody says hey what's up guys been listening to y'all for a minute now and I feel like I relate to envy quite a bit I'm a 23 year old male and I just recently started dating a girl who I've been trying to get for about two to three years now it but it was never the right time she finally gave me a chance and everything about her is real cool. Only thing that kind of irks me is that she goes to bars every weekend with her girl. Hmm. I want to say something, but I don't want to be controlling and would wish she saw it on her own. She's not a hoe and works hard, so I trust her. <laughs> but it just bugs me that she's in an environment where any guy would be willing to get with her at any given moment if she's given in. This is the only thing that bugs me, but I don't know if I should tell her. I don't want her going or just trust her and let her go. Thanks, y'all. Now, let me ask you a question, right? Mm-hmm. Does he want envy of 20 years ago? Well, boss to say for 15 years ago, or does he want envy now? He want envy now. Which one does he want? I think he would probably want envy now. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to tell him. Envy 20 years ago would have been like, nah, you can't. she can't go out but without you. F that. If she goes never, ever, ever, never. If she goes out, never, we ever. going out. That's how it is. Yes. But now I would say, I mean, if she likes to go out, you should tell her. You know, you should create things where she does not want to go out. You know, if she wants oh, to go out on a Friday good, night, I, that's very good advice. Or if she wants to go out on a Saturday night, you should create things. I mean, unless you can't because maybe you're working or whatever it may be. But you should create create things where she does not want to go out. That would make her want to stay home with you, absolutely, as opposed to going out with her girlfriend. And not only stay home, but I mean, you can do things. And and I, yeah, I know things are costly. And let's say you don't have the money, you don't have to necessarily pay for anything. I tell everybody all the time the 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 fun things that Guy and I did didn't cost anything. Right. You know, when Guy and I used to say, all right, well, it's Friday night at 10 o'clock. Let's just go driving around looking at mansions. You know, 
we didn't that didn't I mean, cost this us is any money. when we were like 17 18 19 20 yeah. 21 even after we bought our first yeah. house we would go and drive around in what we would call rich neighborhoods right and use it as motivation Absolutely. to want to get there and we would do know? it all the time and that was so much fun to us like you know how when you're a kid and you see a car that you like you're like oh that's my car that's my car we would drive through rich neighborhoods and mm-hmm. be like that's my house that's my house right. oh that's your house well let me show you my house let's go around the corner I'm gonna show you my house you know and that was just something that we liked because we shared that together but you can figure out things that you share with that person things that you have common interests about or things that you like and create things around that right or like um you you do things that are different like i said it doesn't have to be costly like in every state in every city damn near there's a a drive-through movie theater you know it might not be around your house and you might have to drive a little bit but we went to a drive-through movie theater twice it wasn't the best Mm -hmm. experience you know but we had a great time remember you know well we went, you had to turn into an AM radio station to he- oh, actually yeah, yeah, hear yeah. it. Uh-huh. And it was just a little off. I think we wound up having sex during the, the drive movie theater. <laughs> Probably. But we took our kids to drive movie theater. We took it that was nice. time. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. we didn't have sex that day. But we, no, of course not, we, but. we actually had a pickup truck. And right. we put the... We put like um, throw blankets and, and match- pillows yeah. and all that stuff down in the, in the back of the pickup and reversed it. And we all kind of turned it into a bed. Right. And it was like a family bed. And we were wa- it was when Shrek came out. That was a long time ago. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can do things like that, you know, create situations where she doesn't want to go out, you know, where she's like, nah, I'm not going out with my girls. I'd rather stay home with my oh, boo. Oh, 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 One time we were married. And we sent the kids to my mother's house Mm -hmm. and I came home late. I was out somewhere and I came home relatively late, probably like 730, 8 Uh o'clock. And you set up a picnic in the bedroom in front of the fireplace. Mm -hmm. And that was very, very nice. And you didn't really go out and get anything except maybe strawberries and ice cream for me. But everything else was things that you just use from the refrigerator. And another time you just made a, this was so sweet. You made a dinner for me to recreate the first time that you ever cooked for me when we were like 15 and 16 Mm -hmm. around Christmas time. At my mom's house. Yes, Uh that was that. that. You know what? If I can find a picture of that, I might post that. I I remember seeing it too. I just don't, Really? I don't know what a picture is. Yeah. Oh, a matter yeah. of fact, I did find a photo album. I was cleaning the other room. I found all the photo albums. The ones that I was looking for? Yeah, they're all in there. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the first meal that Rashawn ever made for me was Velveeta shells and cheese. Right. What he called flat chicken, which to the rest of the world is a chicken cutlet. Right. Fried chicken cutlet and canned French green beans. That's Del right. Monte. Del Monte. Monte. Yeah. Yes. And we were underage. So instead of, you know, champagne or anything, we had um, Mar- Martins, Martinis, Martins, sparkling cider, sparkling cider, sparkling cider mm-hmm. in wine glasses. So that was we might have only been together in September, October, November, December. We were only together for four months and mm-hmm. you did that on Christmas Eve. So I have those pictures. Oh, my gosh. Um, and this particular night, you create you recreated that for me. Right. You set up a table, a very similar tablecloth, like what we ate on and candles and everything. And you recreated that meal. And it the whole meal probably cost you twenty two dollars. Right. And it was so wonderful. You know, it's the thoughtful right. things that you do. And that's what I was going to say. You, you can cook for somebody. Things. Just cook a meal. It's not that expensive. But, you know, and, and with us saying that is is 
creating and figuring out ways where she does not want to go out with her friends. You know, and if I never want to go out with my friends over you. Never, ever, ever. I love that. Yeah, never. I love that. And if I'm you're just, home, I'm not out with my friends. But I'm the same never. way. When I'm not if if I'm not working, when it's very rare, but when I'm not working, I never want to go out. I'm like, nah, let's stay in bed and cuddle all day. <laughs> or I'll be like, let's go to this restaurant and we go to a restaurant and we we'll sit there and eat for three, four hours, you know? Mm-hmm. I never want to go out, you know? But, or you sometimes you pick a town, mm-hmm. like how um, a lot of areas have like a downtown area. Right. And you'll carve out, say, three hours and you say, let's just go and walk through Correct. downtown. Yeah. We'll stop at an ice cream store. We'll stop into little boutiques. You know, we'll stop into little jewelry shops. If they have a park, we might go and just sit in the park and mm-hmm. talk for a while. Just doing things where we get to spend time to, with each other and experience each other means a lot to us absolutely so to answer your question i think we both agree create something that she's not going to want to go out with her friends that's a great way to handle it but on top of that i also want to say that sometimes and this goes for both men and women Mm -hmm. i'm not that person and you're not that person but i recognize and i understand that there are people that really do need to unwind with a friend correct and while you may consider yourself your partner's friend they may need to unwind with a different kind of friend meaning going to a bar going to a club maybe just going out to eat Mm -hmm. whatever so that they can let their hair down and maybe do things and act in a way that they may not feel comfortable acting around you some people just may need that and you have to respect that and if you do become controlling and start throwing your weight around or insinuating that you don't want her to do that It may make her pull away from you. Or if she does start hanging out with you instead of her girlfriend on that, let's just say, Friday night, you don't really want to be patronized, do you? You know, you don't want her hanging out with you if she really doesn't want to be there. Correct. And she'd really rather be with her friend. I wouldn't want that at all. So give her her space Mm -hmm. and try to do those things or similar things like what Rashawn suggested and see if that works if it doesn't give her her space just because she's at a bar doesn't mean anything maybe she just wants a drink and wants to relax and have a couple hours to herself i think that that's okay absolutely well let's get to another email a lot of people emailing us all right um let me see okay here it goes my husband and i keep having the same problem regarding his ex-wife They've been divorced for three years and have two kids with seven. Well, they're seven and nine. Let me start off by saying she's been difficult, evil from the beginning, (laughs) doing things like calling CPS without merit, telling kids not to eat at our house on holidays. Let me also say we never talk about this in front of the children, even though they acknowledge their mother's behavior. Also, my issue is I feel that he is always doing favors for her in regards to dropping off, picking up kids from a different area that is stated in their contract, switching what limited time he has with his kids because of her schedule, which is never done for him. She doesn't even let him see the kids on their birthdays. We have even been to a therapist about this and the therapist told him to stop holding out hope for such a manipulating person. Yesterday, I found out he went out of his way to pick up the kids from another location for her and I lost it. I can't respect someone who constantly gets shitted on and keeps being nice, even though Mm -hmm. I'm always looking out for them. Am I wrong? Okay. Well, let's say because 
we have to acknowledge that there's always two sides of a story. Correct. Right? So let's take for granted that everything that she said in that email is absolutely true uh-huh. and absolutely the way that she described it. Okay. That would make me lose respect for someone as well. Mm-hmm. If you're my husband and I see someone manipulating you, controlling you, mm-hmm. using you, taking advantage of you, and disrespecting you, treating you wrong, to the degree of calling CPS when it's not warranted. Correct. So that's a deliberate form of trying to hurt someone. And if you understand that, it's not lost in translation, you get it. You Mm -hmm. know that this person is hurting you and you take it. And you continue continually try to make that person's life easier uh-huh. and help them. Not only would I not like it, but I would lose respect for you. And you wouldn't ac- come across to me as a man mm-hmm. anymore. Um, to me, when I think of a man, I think of someone who is strong, who I admire, mm-hmm. who I respect, who has a presence about him. And who asserts himself. Those are just some of the characteristics of what masculinity looks like to me. And that's a turn on. And for women, I mean, masculinity is a very, very big thing. And if I didn't see you demonstrating that any longer, it would definitely turn me off. So I absolutely understand what she's saying. And I think that based on that, it can hurt the relationship. And I'm wondering if she thinks that that means that maybe he still has a soft spot for her. Right. Well, this is the thing. And while you were talking, I was thinking. And while I was reading, I was thinking. See, the problem is when when most men deal with their kids and deal with anything having to do with their kids, they go over and beyond for their kids. And they go over and beyond, I feel, to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already behind the eight ball because he has this, I don't know, but he has this quote unquote evil wife, ex-wife that is probably manipulating these kids and making their dad look crazy. Mm-hmm. So the dad doesn't want to look crazy for their kids and he can fight it in court. And if he fights it in court, it's difficult because, you know, the kids is with the mom all the time. So the mom can say whatever she wants. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's probably saying, you know what? I'm just, I, I'm just. I just want to bend the knee and I'm I'm thinking Game of Thrones, but <laughs> I just want to bend the knee so my kids will look at me a certain way. I think it's less about his ex-wife and more about making sure his kids are OK and his kids see him in a, in a perfect light. Because think about it. If if I was if I had an ex-wife and she was talking shit about me and to my kids and making my kids necessarily not like me. I would try to do as much as possible just for my kids to like me, just so I can have my kids more. And maybe that's what he's trying to do, not realizing that he's looking like, you know, a, a, a sellout or that he's, you know, disrespecting his new wife or maybe that he's not doing the right thing because he might be blinded by just trying to do what he thinks is right for his kids. Um, I understand that. Completely. But that's not really the vibe that I'm getting from her email. It seems as though he's going out of his way to make things easier 
on his ex-wife. Is it his ex-wife or is it just to appease his kids and make sure his kids is good? What was the last example that she gave? Um, she said even I guess they have like a, yesterday. I think they have a direct spot where they're supposed to no, no, pick but up the she, kids. She said something like even, you know, like yesterday or something like that. He went out of his way to make it easier for her. Yeah, or, well, I have right? a direct spot to pick up the kids. And I guess he didn't go to that spot. He might maybe he went a town over closer to her to pick up the kids, you know, which, quote unquote, made it easier. OK, let's just say that was the case. Right. How does that make him look any better in his kid's eyes? Because he drove a town over. Okay. That seems as though he's appeasing her. Right. Like he's going to get to see his kids anyway. I'm sure that it's in the agreement right. and, you know, the court documents, etc. So he's going to get to see his kids. It. She didn't describe that as a problem. She's not saying that... Um, the kids are being kept. Oh, you keep talking. I hear the kids. I hear, I just I hear, heard I hear that. babies up. Hold on. All right. Well, we had to stop the podcast for a second. Yes. Little baby had a little stomachache. Yeah. Threw up. Baby was uh, a little throwing up, so we had yeah, to clean her up. up. She woke up crying because she threw up. Yeah. In so. her sleep. We had to clean little baby girl up. Clean up the bed. Mm-hmm. Yes. You remember where you left off at? Not really. We were talking. No. We were <laughs> so talking now we're about, back. No, we were talking about the girl, and and you were saying that. You know, he's uh, basically doing things for the mm-hmm. ex-wife and is pissing the wife off. And that's what you were talking right. about. Right. I just I just don't know that it specifically benefits the kids if she needed to switch a day or if he needed to switch a day or if there was some type of um, conflict with the day and he was doing everything that he could to make it work so that he could see his children one of the one of the days during that week then absolutely that's not necessarily making it convenient for his ex-wife which don't get me wrong they people that are exes should make things as convenient for one another as possible i think that his girlfriend's gripe is that his ex-wife is wicked and torturous towards him right. and he does those things Anyway, so if someone was being horrible towards me, I can't see myself doing everything that I can to make their life easier or to cater to them. In my opinion, we're doing things by the book. If this is our drop off place, then that's where we're going to meet. If this, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I can't see myself bending over backwards. I say I don't necessarily it, it depends on the situation. Like, if someone called Dyfus on me or Child Protective Services on me and I'm a good parent and right. I don't do anything to harm or to hurt my children and it's someone that's being spiteful, there is no way that I'm driving a town over to make your life easier. No, see, no I, you're going to drive at, to the meeting place that's agreed upon and that's where we are going to exchange our children. I will be cordial, I will be decent, but I'm going to do what is expected of me because my only interest in that situation is my relationship with my children and as far as they will know, they will see two parents that co-parent and that are decent and cordial cordial to one another. See, I don't agree. Everything that they witness mm-hmm. will be positive. But as far as our relationship, like we're not good. You called diapers on me so that I don't, I wouldn't have the ability to see my children so that I would have to go under investigation. That can ruin. Hold on. Is there, are they still crying? No, no, they're good. They were uh, Madison has them. Okay, um, that can devastate a situation, right? 
So why do you disagree? See, my whole thing is we don't know the situation. And well, I that's can only... why I said, you know, we let's take for granted that everything that she said is true because right. we can't we can't figure what the other person's side of the story is. Right. So but, I don't want to. Right. But just like you, you create a scenario. I can create a scenario. Right. Scenario. Let's say, like you said, I live in New York. Right. You live in Maryland. Mm-hmm. The drop off spot, let's say, is Jersey. But now you call me and be like, hey, I'm tired. I can't make it to Jersey. Now, am I going to be like, well, no, the drop, the court says the drop off spot is well, I didn't Jersey. Say you have to talk nasty right? and aggressive. But it, but oh, <laughs> I didn't say all of that. Do I say that or do I just say, OK, you know what? Effort we will drive to you can and I'll just meet you at the rest because I want to see my kids. Well, that make that's different. But that's that could be the drop off spot difference. Well, but that's, see, I'm not doing it for the ex-wife. I'm doing it for my kids. In that situation, it's because you want to see your kids and maybe you won't be able to see your kids. But for the fact that you drive a town closer. Right. What I'm saying is that if you're doing it for the sole purpose of making your ex-wife's life easier, then as the girlfriend, I understand her having a problem with that. Not for someone that calls diapers on you, that doesn't let the children see you on their birthdays, that I think she said... Um, something about the holidays, like don't eat food or something. Right. At the you're like, come on. Like you, we need more information from this story. But I'm just you going based ways. off of the email, right. and I'm trying not to take it the other way. I'm not considering the other person's point of view because that would be pure speculation. Right. So being that this woman is the person that emailed us and asked us what we think and our opinion, I can only take for granted that everything that she said is true. She's listening and she knows if. She's being dishonest or exaggerating. So in that case, she'll take our opinions with a grain of salt. But if everything that she's saying is accurate, then yes, I do see a problem with a person bending over backwards for someone that is trying to manipulate, hurt, harm and devastate the relationship between them and their children. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, because what you're saying there's no way, and, and I, I think this, that a man will cater to an ex-wife if an ex-wife is that evil unless he's doing it for his kids. That's honestly how I feel. If she's or calling unless Dyfus, he still has a little bit of a burning flame for her or a soft spot. If she's calling Dyfus. Or and, if she just knows how to manipulate him nah, because she knows his personality that agree. well. If she's calling Dyfus and she's not letting me see my kids on my birthdays or holidays, I don't think I really show much love to that person at all. But the love that I do show is to see those kids. That's what I honestly feel. I know you look at it a different way. So I, I would have a conversation with him and ask him, you know, why are you changing the, the point to pick up the kids? Like, what's the reason? Now, you know, you can break it down for yourself. Is it for the kids or if it's for her? Because at the end of the day, he wants to see his kids. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's a father. He has. I thought it was two boys, two boys. You want to see your kids. And most people will do whatever it takes to see their kids, even if it takes a lot of uh, being, swallowing their pride swallowing yeah. their pride mm-hmm. and, and being disrespected and I get that okay well let me be clear mm-hmm. having two parents that get along that care about each other's well-being that are considerate of one another that are kind to each other and respectful to one another is not only necessary but integral to the completeness Mm -hmm. of a divorce or a separated situation. Correct. Having your children look at 
your relationship and see something positive is beneficial to them as children, as young adults that are going to turn into adults and carry those lessons with them for the rest of their lives. Children that see bitter parents Mm -hmm. grow up with bitterness. Right. Absolutely. Kids that that see negativity in their parents grow up negative. Right. Not 100% of the time, but it's more likely than not because those are the examples that are set for you. So it's healthy for kids to see parents that not only get along, but actually like each other right? Absolutely. and hopefully are friends. But if you have one parent that's working against that, then that needs to be rectified. Right. I don't think that as the parent that's getting the short end of the stick, uh-huh. I don't believe that enabling your ex-partner to treat you in a way that's not beneficial to you, your new relationship, or to your children is good. Right. I think that it that needs to be ended and they need to move on from there to a better place that can benefit everybody in the situation. I agree with you 100%. Absolutely, positively 100%. And I agree. And I agree with what you said Mm -hmm. as well. I think what we both are saying is that it boils down to what the situation is really made of. Right. All the components are. But at the end of the day, the only thing that really does matter is the children. But you don't want to to have to sacrifice respect and kindness and live miserably because one person can't get right. Absolutely. And I mean, I think the best thing is the kids. That's what they got to focus on. And I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask you this, but I have a question. So I have a friend. I was at a friend's house the other day. Okay. Uh And um, the friend lives next door to somebody who has two children. And me being at the friend's house, I happened to hear the mother screaming at the kids. Uh, Your one, friend's neighbor. Right. Was screaming at her was kids. Screaming at her kids. Uh-huh. Okay. Now the kid, one is one years old. Mm-hmm. The other child is in the first grade. Okay. All right. So maybe six. Maybe six. Mm-hmm. But she was screaming at these kids like, motherfucker, I told you this. Motherfucker, do this. And I was oh, like. I know. I know what you're talking about. Right. So. Because that friend told me that that happens on a regular basis. Right. So I didn't know. Oh, but you heard it for yourself. I heard it for myself. Oh, wow. Okay. I heard it for I mean, we have the same friend and, you know, and know, they told us the situation, told us the story. But I heard it for myself the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was appalled. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been known to throw a motherfucker around or two, right? <laughs> okay. But I heard about eight motherfuckers. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe an MFR around a teenager right. is different than an MFR around a one-year-old and a six-year-old. I might have I might have wanted to say it, but the way Restraint, that- Restraint, responsibility. I know, absolutely. But the way she was talking to this kid, I'm like, this is abuse. Mm-hmm. Um- now they they called and this is see this is difficult for me right because I don't necessarily believe in 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 calling Dyfus or or what's the other CPS CPS protective services on a parent unless I see it for myself you know what I mean you can unless you see something for yourself right 
So, but this situation, no, I didn't see the mother beating her children. Mm-hmm. But the way that she was screaming at her children felt like, damn, this, I'm not going to say just as bad as being beat, but it's just as bad as being beat. Because the, the, the amount of scars and wounds mm-hmm. that that kid will have at the age of six and even that brand new baby was like, this is ridiculous. Right. So, I ain't gonna lie, I called Dyfus. You did? Yeah, absolutely. I was like, this is I like this and is you foul. Didn't, you didn't tell I'm learning about this now. I forgot. I hopped on a flight and then I, I got back. I totally you forgot. Re- you did? Yes, I called Dyfus. Now hold on now 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 this is what bothered me about when I called. Wow. They said unless they see the child being physically hurt, mm-hmm. that there was really nothing that they could do. Oh. And that bothered the shit out of me. That bothered the shit out of me. They don't constitute emotional or verbal abuse as abuse. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, that's if they say that they don't handle situations like the one that you described to them, that means that they don't consider. Yeah. Well, I can't say consider. They may consider it, but they don't act upon emotional or verbal abuse of children. Yeah, I've they seen, only act on physical abuse. I've seen Dyfus, based on what you're saying. Right, but I've seen Dyfus react on less than that. You know, we we had a friend that um just put new carpet in a, in his house. Oh, mm-hmm. And uh he had I believe a wasn't she she wasn't 1 years old at the time cuz she was still crawling and barely walking. Mm-hmm. She was about 8 months old. And you know, if you just lay a carpet, sometimes a little carpet extra, whatever it's called. <laughs> the carpet dingleberries? Yeah, the con- yeah, the dingleberries are just laying around. <laughs> right. And he vacuumed them up. And, you know, like any any dad do, vacuumed them up when they just laid the carpet. Mm-hmm. But the baby found a dingleberry and put the dingleberry in, in the baby. But it's in- not just a little dingleberry. They're like little clusters of fuzz. Right. For lack of a better explanation. So the baby put, the, put it in her mouth. Mm-hmm. He's seen it. So he ran over there and took it out of her mouth. Right. He took the baby to daycare and I guess the baby still had some in her mouth, swallowed it. So when she was mm-hmm. in daycare, she threw up. Right. When she threw up, they seen that it was part of the carpet. Right. Mm-hmm. So the daycare center actually called Dyfus. Right. And Dyfus took the child away at first. Right. Mm-hmm. And he had to go to court and fight to get his daughter back. Right. I remember. And I remember it was it was a big whole thing because they said they were going to charge him with something small and he fought it because he was like neglect or something like that but Mm -hmm. he fought it because if you have that charge on you you can't coach your kids school yeah you can't there's a lot of things that you you can't can't, you can't um take part in any activities or jobs that caring for children is part of the description you can't even go to you know if the children are going on a school trip you're not even allowed to be a chaperone chaperone Mm -hmm. all because his daughter picked up a fuzzball and threw it in the mouth. And I was and I was livid by it. And I'm glad that he won the case because if he didn't, I was going to go crazy. Um, I was livid by it because, yes, we're supposed to be watching our children and we're supposed to be around. But kids grab everything. Like, you know, we told you the incident at one time where Madison, who's 15 years old now, she grabbed a penny and threw a penny in her mouth. Right. You know, and me and her dove for that penny. Mm-hmm. Like we both seen the penny at the same time and dove for that penny and she got it and threw it in her mouth and swallowed it faster than I can get to it. Right. And this situation really bothered me because here's Dyfus telling me that uh, it's not physical abuse. So pretty much it's nothing to worry about. That's what I took from it. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. not right. 
You know, so so what do you think about is it mental abuse? Well, first, what, let me what, just what say, of, you know, what do you think about it? First, let me just say, you know, when you talked about our friend who the the daycare called Dyfus on mm-hmm. him, I just I empathize with people that have to go through that, that, you know, you're a good parent and something is taken out of context or you might have done something or not done something right. innocently and you're being judged for it and you you know you you have to sit and wait for someone to decide on your life correct and you feel you're sitting there feeling to yourself like wow if only you understood what really happened or you under maybe if only you understood that you know i'm not neglectful or i'm not abusive or i'm not this i'm not that but maybe the way that you're seeing it you know, you have my life in your hands. I just, I, I empathize for people that are good people, that are good parents, that are sitting in judgment and they have no control. Correct. I just wanted to say that because I know that that was his situation. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, sometimes you watch things on TV, like it can be Law & Order SVU or something, and you see situations like that and it just kind of tugs at your heartstrings. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but... I feel that abuse is abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional scars, I think you alluded to that as well. Um, emotional scars can run just as deep and be just as painful as physical scars. Correct. But a lot of times emotional scars last longer. The hurt from emotional scars lasts longer. And those scars are the ones that typically tend to spill over into your relationships and your parenting when you turn around and have children. So I think that all kind of abuse is abuse. I don't think that it's easy to measure one against the other. And the reason I brought this up is I, I think a lot of people don't necessarily feel if they talk to their child nasty or disgusting that it will have a long lasting effect. And, you know, I just wanted you guys to remember, you know, we all have hard days out there. You yeah, know? I was just about to say. We all right. have bad mm-hmm. days and, you know, we're pissed off at, at our boss. And sometimes we pissed off at each other. Your, your wife, your, your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Someone that cut you off on the street. Yeah. You, you gotta, might come home moody in a, in a bad way. You got to remember that those kids are innocent. And whatever they did to get you upset and the way that you respond can have a lasting effect for a long time. You know, during this podcast, you see that, you know, my baby girl, you know, woke up out of her her, her sleep and she threw up on herself, you know. Now, I'm a little different. I don't care about throw up. I picked her up, put her on my shoulder. <laughs> I had throw up all running down my arm. I don't care. Right. What's more important to me is to make sure that she feels comfortable and safe. Now, Gia would have wiped him out first and then picked her up. <laughs> but me, I don't I don't care about poop. I don't care about pee. I don't care about throw up. It doesn't matter. All that could be washed off. But the fact that now my daughter is calm and she's not crying mm-hmm. anymore. She's feel comfortable in daddy's arm. That's the, the, the best thing. But, you know, with kids out there, you just got to make you, sure. mind you, everyone, it's four o'clock in the morning right now. Right. On Wednesday morning. Right, right. So. <laughs> Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning. No, Wednesday morning. Wednesday, oh, no, Tuesday it's morning. Tuesday, morning. Tuesday morning. Oh, that's right. You're leaving. Okay, because Rashawn is leaving today right. to go to Atlanta. Right. So. Yeah, so, you know, just make sure you, you're very careful with how you talk to your kids. And and when I, when I heard this lady screaming at her kids, I, I couldn't believe it. I was in utterly shock. Like, 
I had to ask, I was like, how old is the kids? Like, I was like, maybe he's a teenager. And he was like, no, no, he's about one years old, two years old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, is the kid evil? Is he a bad kid? And he was like, no, he's pretty nice. So just be very, very careful when you when you talk to kids and, you know, because you can have a lasting effect and and that kid could be nasty to his classmates and be a bully to his classmates. So As a everything is a it. domino effect. So yeah. you believe in um, if you see something, say something. Absolutely. When, especially when it comes especially to kids. Especially when it comes to kids. Absolutely. Right, kids right. and old people, you got to tell them immediately. If somebody else is doing something wrong, you might have to take a step back and be like, let me think about this first. But kids and old mm-hmm. people, you got to tell them immediately. Right. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. All right, baby. Well, it's time to get up out of here. We have to do one more email. It's time to go, baby. I got to ha- get to work. I know. I know. We have to do one more email. You can't say uh-huh. that this is going to be an email episode and then end it like that you cannot people I'm trying to keep him in check because he always has somewhere to be so (laughs) I try to make it as long for you guys as possible but this one Speedy Gonzalez over here alright well let me go to another email right now now these are all um, I just pick them I I don't know I I don't read them beforehand I just pick them Uh, Dear Gia and Envy my name is Kiera I'm 23 years old and I'm engaged to my high school sweetheart We've been together for five years and overall, we really do have a great relationship. We're extremely close. We do everything together and we are best friends. But sometimes I feel like he puts me on a back burner a lot, meaning I'm always the one that that can wait. For instance, we had plans on going to the gym together tonight and I asked him about three or four times if he was ready and he kind of shrugged me off like we're going to go in a minute. He said he was busy doing something for work. Five minutes later, his niece calls and asks him if he would bring her and her boyfriend to the daiquiri shop, which is a New Orleans drink shop. So he says yes and gets up and puts his clothes on and bounces. He was actually excited about bringing them and enjoying their company. Meanwhile, I'm feeling ag- aggravated because this happens often with his family and friends. I'm always pushed to the back. I feel like I'm never a priority. I've talked to him about it and he doesn't feel like he does. What can I do to fix this? Is he losing interest in me? Please help. You know, we get a lot of emails about this, you know, about people feeling like they are losing interest in their boyfriend, girlfriend or or spouse, you know. Mm -hmm. And in this instance, you know, they've been together five years. They're high school sweethearts. What do you think she should do? I think that she should pull back Mm -hmm. from him and kind of become a little bit less existent in his life Mm -hmm. Um, I think that and (laughs) I don't want to make it seem as though she doesn't have a life Uh but I think she should get more of a life if she has a life she needs to get more of a life get busy do things that don't include him go out with your friends more Mm -hmm. do things that are more me centered and I think that absence really does make the heart grow fonder okay do you know what I mean absolutely so I think that the less available she is to him the more he will want her to be available to him and make time to spend with her I just think that when people have something at their fingertips and that is always there for them ready and available right then you don't appreciate it you don't you see less value in it it's kind of like when you're a kid and you go to Toys R Us and there's that toy that's in like the plexiglass in the middle of the 
in the middle of the aisle right. during Christmas season, mm-hmm. and it might be that expensive toy, and you know you're passing it all through Christmas season, and you don't know if you're going to get it. That's the one that you want because it's it's the toy to be gotten. Gotcha. You know, but the toy that's in you know the bogo. Car, the, the the big bogo cart you know like you're like ah oh, yeah okay right no yeah, i mean it'd be nice to play with but you want the one that isn't as readily available to you that's harder to get that you might have to work for that your parents might have to pay more money for correct it's not as easy for you to attain so i think that the less easy she is to be gotten, the less easy she is to attain, the more that he may want her. I think, you know, that just comes, that's standard for relationships. They've gotcha. been together for five years. It's kind of par for the course, but in relationships, you kind of have to dip and dodge around those situations. You have to identify it, see it coming, and know how to act accordingly to get out of that situation. Sometimes you just have to raise your partner's awareness. Absolutely. And and I have to agree with Gia. I mean, I really have nothing to say. We've answered. I feel like people deal with that a lot in their relationship. I think we answered that of, two or three times. Something similar. Yeah. And a lot, I mean, we've, we've done, what, over 40 podcasts. I think we've had that email similar to being to about taken two or three granted. times. Yeah. So just wanted to answer that lightly, not really harp on that. And we can go through one more since that was the easy one because we've dealt with that so many times. Dear Gia, let me start by saying I love the podcast and listen to it every week. My name is Taylor and I have an older sister that is constantly asking me for a bi- advice about her messy relationship. Mm-hmm. She has been on and off with the guy since I was 11. No one likes him because he's <laughs> rude and disrespectful. When they moved in, she had one son and he had a daughter. Before having a daughter of their own, however, he feels that he can chastise her son, but she cannot do it the same with his daughter. Mm. Now, this has been numerous occasions where he has hit our father, our cousins, her, and even worse, her son from a previous relationship. Wow. She is constantly defending him against our entire family when he does not care about her or their daughter. He is the reason they are homeless. He caused her to lose her apartment in New York, two houses in Virginia, and two houses in Florida. He's constantly cheating on her, abandoning her, abandoning her and her family for the babysitter and random women, but comes back when he needs money and shelter. He let his sister put her hands on her, which he did not defend. She is always going above and beyond for him, putting him or her children down. She recently moved back to New York into my mother's apartment, which is small. I don't know what to tell her because every time you tell her what she doesn't want to hear, she snatches the kids and leaves all hours of the night. What makes it worse, they recently got married, but nothing has changed. He still puts her down, even to her son. Please help Taylor. What do you think? Um, I don't think that there's anything that Taylor can do. You know, I was thinking the same thing. It seems as though her sister is hard-headed mm-hmm. and in love and... Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that she knows that her husband or is it her boyfriend? Did she specify? They just got married, she said. Oh, they just got married. I'm sure that she knows that her husband is no good and that he does things to offend her and her family members. But I'm sure her rationalization is that she loves him. And a lot of times when you love somebody, it's like having blinders on. You don't see things for what they really are. You don't see things in their own actuality. It's as though 
you see it, but you make excuses. You're dealing with the fact that you love the person. So you're trying to see the best in them. You're trying to come to a conclusion as to why they're doing those things. And then when your family jumps on someone that you love, it's kind of like your knee jerk reaction to defend them. So I think that her sister is probably just going to have to get fed up, have enough of it for herself before she decides to leave him alone. Yeah, what I was going to say is, Taylor, you, you, there's nothing you can do. I mean, she knows what it is. Um, you having you talking to her makes things worse because she's just going to run because she doesn't like to be wrong and she doesn't like to talk about it. So all you're doing is putting more pressure than her. Sometimes you just got to sit back, relax and protect. And when I mean protect, if he puts his hands on her or the child, you know, 911. You don't got to say it's you. 911, what's your emergency? Hey, there's a disturbance in the house. I don't want to say it's me. And the cops will come here just to check it out. You know, you don't have to be the person. It could be a neighbor that called. It could be somebody that you just heard. Anonymously. Yeah, just heard the argument. So that's what you need to do, especially if he's putting hands on the child aggressively and abusively and on the mom aggressively and abusively. You know, no man should put no hands on no woman. You know, so if that happens, call 911. That's it's out of your hands. So, you know, sometimes you just got to be a support system for your sister and protect, meaning call 911 if you have to. I agree. I agree. I don't think that that's a difficult one. You Mm -hmm. know, you see case after case where women are in relationships with terrible men and they stay because, you know, people that have terrible characteristics, it doesn't mean that they're all the way bad. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. They could be 75 percent bad, Mm -hmm. but they could be 25 percent good. But the woman and let's just say it's a. You know, it, it goes this way. Let's just say it's the man that's the the terrible person and it's, you know, the woman that's the recipient of it in this case. So the woman is going to bed every night with this whole 100% of a person. Correct. So she's probably in love with the 25% of him that's good, that probably does help her and pays her a compliment or drives her to work or, you know, does things that shows that at times he can be a decent person. So you kind of cling on to that. And the 75%, you may make excuses for, oh, he grew up without a father or his mother was an alcoholic or, you know, he was displaced as a child or, you know, whatever. Oh, you know, during this time in his life, it's hard for him to get a job and it's, you know, hard for his masculinity right now. So he just takes it out on me. It's easy to make excuses for someone that you see some good in absolutely do you know what i mean yes so that person that woman in this case would just have to get fed up maybe you know it might be a case where he puts his hands on her or if he puts his hand on his hands on her son that should be enough right that should be enough but i don't really know if i can't really tell from the email if it's abusive right or if it's disciplinary some people will say that they're one in the same i believe that you know like when i was a child like i've said in previous podcasts like i would get popped right i got beat you know i didn't look at my mom as abusive at all i feel like i deserve it so i don't necessarily think that it's appropriate to hit someone else's child if it's not your blood i wouldn't right. I, I don't believe that you put your hands on someone else's child but you know the mother might have a different belief so i don't know if it was more disciplinary or abusive so i can't really speak to that right i mean to say that i don't know well see this is a difficult one what if i have a daughter right 
and I'm married to somebody. I don't know if I would want that person to put their hands on my daughter. I know I wouldn't, you know, but at all. But but I'm just saying there are people wait. that, you know, if you're in a relationship, you may allow that. But if you have a son and you're married to me and you have a son, still can't put your hands on my see, boy. See, boys are a little different. Don't touch my kid. See, I'm, I'm it's not your kid. But boys need sometimes let a his tough dad love. do it. Or maybe his dad's not in his life. Listen. If, what, happened, what happened if his dad's it's, not in his it, life? Listen, putting your hands. See, I know how I feel see, about if, things. I try to respect other people. If you trust me to opinions, marry me, if you trust me to marry me, you but trust you're not me that to. Boy's biological father well that boy's biological dad might not be in his life might be in jail might not be there your hands you know a mother's love of her children is different than her love of a man especially if that's not their father so i may love you i may love you enough to marry you but if my son who's say 12 13 11 you know somewhere where you know they have enough testosterone going through them to talk back or to uh-huh. be rude. If you take your hand, you put it around his neck, you yoke him up and put him up against the wall, I may grab a frying pan. See, Do you I, understand what I'm saying? Don't, don't touch my I kid. I don't agree. As a man, you need to know how to sit him down and have a talk with him yeah. or figure out ways to discipline him in other ways. That doesn't work for but all kids. But you don't, you, you don't put your hands nah, on that, my child. That doesn't work for all kids. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to close it out like this, right? You can close. No, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay. If I died, mm-hmm. right, and you married somebody else, mm-hmm. and our kid was acting in a way that deserved that deserve him putting getting his hands put on him. I would not mind your new husband to put his hands on our child because I'm not here anymore. I'm dead. Now, if I'm here, if I'm here, regardless if me and you split up and I'm here, no, don't put your hand on my kid. Cause I'm here. I can discipline my son. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not here, I'd rather somebody who you picked, who you loved, who loves you. And I think you have a great, judging system you know you, you're gonna you're gonna marry somebody that you love and feels love your kids so i'm hoping that that person that you picked would love your kids or love my kids like they are his own and i'd rather him discipline and discipline that child than him being out in the street and the police disciplining that child or somebody else disciplining that child i understand your logic that's how i feel i understand your logic but I would marry someone that possessed the qualities to teach and be an example for my son in a different way. Yeah. Not by putting his hands on him. Well, I'm going to beat my kid if you're listening. That knows how to... No, you, you talk all the way up to but the you, 20th time. But you know, some you kids sit, don't respect the talk and some kids respect the fear. I think that... You respected fear. How many times did your mom would, beat your ass? Listen, I grew up in a different time. Oh, and, a different time. <laughs> no, it's true. And we talked about this on one of the earlier podcasts. But when I was a kid, if if you don't listen, you get beat. As my as my parents would call it, you get an ass in. You know, you there is no we're going to sit here and talk and about it. That's the problem it. with this world. There's not a lot. There's I not know, enough kids I know, getting asses. <laughs> I know that you feel that's why that they're way. Talking back and all that. But I think that they're also. I think the world was different. 
technology was different. What's that mean? Now there's so many resources and there are so many different outlets what? where you can find information of how to be a better parent. Okay, you in a store, right? You, we've seen it all the time. You're in a store and you see the kid. I think we have more, more alternatives now. And the kid says, uh, what would I say? Uh, F you, mom. That's why I don't like you. That kid's not supposed to get beat? We supposed to go talk in the corner? Hold on a minute. Fuck that. I'm beating you immediately. I'm popping your lip immediately. That's like, that's a younger child. You're not supposed to get beat? Hold on, hold on. See, now you're using the word beat, right? Popped, okay, popped. Okay, because when I was a kid, I did get beat. Like, like a belt. And okay. my mom would go Politic- upside my ass politically, with a belt. Politically correct. No, I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about being politically correct. I'm talking about the fact that things are different now. They're so, not different. no, we've popped our children. Right. We don't beat our children. Right. I got beat. Okay. What I'm saying is that I think that parenting now is a lot more evolved than it was then. So, you explore alternatives before you grab a belt. Or in my case, my mom even grabbed um, a vacuum wire and I got beat with a vacuum wire before. What, what alternative is it if a kid says F you and I don't love you? Like what, what alternative? <laughs> There's alternatives like what? now. Just explain one. I just want to know one. I mean, like I said, I believe in popping children. I would grab my kid, throw them in the car and then we'd go home. We would talk about it and then I would institute a punishment. Whatever punishment was appropriate, whatever my kid loved the most, I would take away. You know, with Jackson sitting in the corner devastates him. I can get Jackson to act right in two seconds if I threaten to put him in the corner. You know what I mean? So you figure out what works for your child. What do they dislike the most in the world that's not abusive? And you take advantage of that. You take things away. You put them in situations that are uncomfortable for them. There are alternatives. When I was a kid, my mother was getting up every morning at 4.30, getting my breakfast ready, getting my brother's breakfast ready, making sure that we were showered, ironing our clothes, driving one of us to school on this side of our town, the other one to school in another town, then going to work, working all day, then coming home, picking us up, making dinner, cleaning up after dinner and doing everything else in the house, like the cleaning and the laundry and everything. My mom did everything on her own. Yes, my father was there, but she was the woman of the house with no help. She didn't have time for all that BS. And I'm saying BS loosely, you guys understand. But she didn't have time for all that. Like, if I didn't listen, if I was fresh, if I was rude, if I talked back, if I did something I wasn't supposed to do, then I got beat. And then I knew, you know what? I don't really want to engage in that behavior again. But now, parenting is different. You know? Now, moms especially, and of course, fathers as well, we explore other options. I'm not going to beat my children. I mean, I'm going to do other things that work and it might be tiring. I may have to do it just like you said, 20 times. Hopefully on the 20th time, they'll get it. There's a difference. But when it comes to a man that I'm newly married and he's not going to display the same patience that I show my children. Uh, No, you're not going to yoke my kid up. You're not going to pick up a shoe. You're not going to raise your hand. You're not going to do any of those things. Hold up for one second. Let's let's fingers. Let's finish this conversation next podcast because I got to get to work. 
Like it's, I have to get to work. I'm late. I don't even know if I could take a shower today to get to work because <laughs> we're running. You have late. to because you have to hop on a plane right after work. That's right. I don't think I'm just gonna have to baby wipe myself. That's um, really nasty. But we could talk about this next week because this is a this is a good point because I I definitely feel like uh, I wasn't scared of my mom, but I was scared of my dad. I would disrespect my mom. I was scared of my mom too. Well, I wasn't scared of my mom. No, but I was scared of my mom. My mom was like your dad. Right. Like, I wasn't scared of my father. Right. My mom was the one that my father never put his hands on me. But well, we'll talk about that. R- write it down. So, because I want to talk about this more in depth, because I, I don't agree with a lot of things that you're saying. What? And you don't agree with a lot of things that I'm saying. Because if a kid said something to you, like, F you, mom, and you said I would throw him in a car, we'd have a conversation at home. Yeah, I would throw him in a car after I popped his ass in front of everybody to embarrass him. Then I would throw his ass in the car. I then said we would that come I home. believe in but popping. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it. When I believe next, in popping. We'll talk about it next week. We'll pop talk about on the week. butt, pop on the back of your hand. We'll I believe talk, in we, it. We got to go. I what gotta, time is it? It's time for me to go take, to get out of here. I don't even have enough time to take a shower. I just told you that. <laughs> I didn't even pack my bags. All right. <sighs> I don't like ending like this. Well, we'll You're stressing me out. Talk about it more next week. Well, we had... One child that threw up, another child that was crying. Like, this has been a long podcast. See, this is how you know that this is like we're really in our house with kids around. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, well, we'll just start the next episode with with the wrap up of that. Yeah. So so remember that. So we can Mm -hmm. talk about it in depth. All right. Now, I'm uh, DJ Envy. And I'm Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles.